You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We're going to start our show with our grateful moment. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, everyone. I'm grateful for my children. Even though my daughter had an invite and actually an opportunity to play college ball, she denied it. It broke my heart. She rejected it. I'm just happy that she made a decision for her and what she felt was best. So I'm proud of her as being an adult. She knows where she want to go. I think she's going to regret it, but, you know, you got to make decisions. <laughs> you got to make decisions. I'm proud of her making decisions. Phil. Phil. That's where we record. <laughs> I was with you the whole time until you said she might regret it. <laughs> Let her have some autonomy in her decision and figure that out. Don't put that in the atmosphere. I'm proud of her. Good, good. And we are proud of her too. Congrats to Sarai again. Congrats, um, Sarai. Congrats. Yes. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful that, um, man, one one week closer to the summer break for my kids. This has been the most difficult year of my life dealing with COVID and 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 homeschooling and online school. I'm just grateful that one, my kids have are go close to summer break. And I'm grateful that I passed my comprehensive exams. And I'm moving a step closer to finish my PhD. Congratulations. We're about to have a doctor in the house. Shout out to Evan. Kelvin, what are you grateful for this week? What's going on, everybody? Hello, host Dion. Um, I am grateful for good friends. You know, one of my buddies came up from uh, Pittsburgh uh, this weekend. Um, and I'm blessed to have good friends, man. You guys became friends of mine. I'm thankful for you guys as well. And it's just in life, man, you know, it's, 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 it's hard enough. But you don't have good friends, man. It's, it's even tougher. So I appreciate my, my group here, man. So shout out to y'all. And we definitely appreciate you too. Y'all are like family at this point. Um, and I am grateful for, my grateful moment is my sneaker plug was able to secure me the Jordan 1 High Top Royals. They came out a few weeks ago. You couldn't get your hands on them. I was sitting here praying that a miracle happened and a miracle happened. I have the sneakers in my possession. So it's the small things in life for me. So I am grateful for another pair of ones to add to the collection. All right, let us jump right into our show, our NBA show. And we are gonna start by talking about the playing tournament. Obviously we're all aware that the playing tournament is complete. Um, each team had their first game of the first round, but we wanted to get feedback from the guys based on what they saw in the play-in, what do they think will translate positively or negative, negatively for the teams that came out of the play-in tournament. Yeah, can you tell us, if, um, so we had, uh, we had oh. the East was who? Mm -hmm. The East, the first game was Charlotte versus the Pacers. Mm -hmm. um, it might as well have been a high school versus the Pacers because that's how it turned out. Um, mm. It was Celtics versus Washington. Okay. And okay. then um, the final playing game, the Pacers won the first game, um, was the Pacers versus Washington, the Wizards. So that was who, and of course, the Wizards came out along with the Celtics. In the West, you had Memphis Grizzlies versus the Spurs. You had LA versus Golden State. LA won that game, so they secured. Memphis won their game, so the final game was Memphis versus Golden State, uh, where Ja eliminated Steph. Yeah, I think the playing games were, they were pointless up until Golden State taking that L. And uh, my man, Steph Curry, he needs to get, he needs to get flamed for this one. Um, he's he has a nerve to be a finalist for MVP and couldn't get his team at home past the Memphis Grizzlies. So for that, for me, um, I, I, I was I was done with the playing game. I thought it was a waste of time, but I guess it was worth, 
you know, the ticket and, and my eyes watching because it was a no, my eyes didn't watch that. Day. I think it was a Sabbath game, matter of fact. But I but I but I see that uh, it was like a it had like the March Madness feel. So that was decent. But overall, I think the playoff games were they were pretty good, but they they kind of went as expected. You know, we 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 knew that um, we knew the Pacers and, and, and the Hornets game could go either way. We felt like um, the game between Boston and, and the Wizards that that was going to go in Boston's favor in favor. So, you know, no surprises for me in the play playing game except for uh, Steph Curry taking that L. So um, I was disappointed in the East. I mean, the East, you know, I thought it'd be a little bit closer. I was kind of rooting for the Hornets to kind of pull off a, a dub so I could I could see them get slapped by the Sixers in the first round. But uh, unfortunately, they got knocked out. Um, they didn't get knocked out. They got stomped out. They got <laughs> they got destroyed. So um, I ended up uh, being disappointed in the East. You know, Tatum dropped 50, but, you know, Tatum, Tatum is Tatum. We all know he's not going to drop. He may drop 50 against Brooklyn, but, you know, it's not going to be a series. Um, but I loved both games that Steph played in. Uh, I love uh, watching um, the Lakers versus Warriors. Uh, and and honestly, uh, to Kelvin's point, the real shame is not in him losing to John Morant. The real shame is him losing to the Lakers with such a, a big lead against them going down the stretch. So, uh, it was good to see LeBron shoot the ball up, although he saw three rims uh, and put it, put it in the net. Um, and I think, you know, the thing I love about the playoffs is that's where the young guys emerge as superstars. And I think John Moran is becoming, I mean, and everyone already believed it, but he 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 had a very impressive game one, uh, a very impressive uh, um, way to uh, finish off the Warriors. So, uh, excited for Memphis. Uh, shout out my boy Omari, who's a big Memphis Grizzlies fan, and looking forward to seeing what else this team will be able to do going forward. I love the playing game. It was awesome, all of them. I expected the Hornets to win. They lost. They got smacked. You know, I expected um, Washington to just beat up on the Celtics. I expected Washington to beat up on the Celtics, and 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 that didn't happen. So. I just love the fact that everyone had to come in, play their A game, and most teams didn't. And we had we got a couple of exciting um, tournaments. The Lakers, like both everyone um, suggested, was great. Even um, the Lakers versus uh, Golden State, and the Lakers and Golden State versus um, Memphis Grizzlies. It was great to see all the young players coming around and, and start to dethrone these old heads. I enjoyed it. It was worth the money. Whoever thought this up deserve a raise, a promotion. It was great. Now everyone has an opportunity to, to, to literally get into the playoff or to play in for the playoff. So everyone get excited. So because of those games, the regular playoffs is, is, is all good. The actual playoffs are good. The play-in into the playoffs, it kind of leads build up to the excitement. I enjoyed it. So um, and, uh, yeah, great idea. Great idea. Um... So, I mean, I liked it. Like, anytime I get to watch basketball, like, I'm not going to complain. Um, I was complaining during that Charlotte game. That was the worst display of a professional team um, that I have seen in a long time. Um, but, you know, it's Charlotte. So, I was like, what, what do you expect? Um, but I really enjoyed the L.A. Golden State game. It was a lot closer than I anticipated. I thought the Lakers were just, you know, going to come out and, really put the clamps on um but it was a good game Memphis that Memphis Golden State game I mean I feel like Ja really kind of I don't know cemented himself I know a few weeks ago we spoke about him being a top five well he him thinking he's a top five point guard and we're like no 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 your time is coming just give it some time and I feel like we're starting to see him kind of really elevate his game so that was exciting to watch um it was good to see Steph Curry pouting um on the eastern side Washington was cool I don't think they're gonna win a game against the 76ers I like I just I just don't see it 
Um, so it was like, well, that's kind of boring, I guess. And then the Celtics, they're playing Brooklyn. Like they'll probably maybe pull out a game, but I have to see game two because that might not even happen either, to be honest. So I guess for the big series in the East, because most people are watching for the Sixers and the Nets. They don't really care about most of the other people if we're honest with ourselves. So I feel like those two series might not be as interesting as we want them to be, but you never know. All in all, I, I enjoyed it. All right, so let's transition and talk about the NBA awards. Um, maybe a couple of hours ago, they announced the sixth man of the year, which was Clarkson, um, good choice. And I wanted the guys to kind of predict now that, you know, the MVP, uh, most improved player, uh, defensive player of the year, those awards have not been announced yet. I feel like this will be a good time to kind of get in front of that conversation. And so let's start with MVP. Who do you guys think will secure that? The finalist is Joel Embiid. Um, the Joker from Denver, and I don't understand why, but Steph Curry. We know the media is pushing Joker, and it, which is disgusting. I understand, but come on, man. He those. It's, I hate to admit it. Joker. Compared to three of them, yes, yeah, I know. Kel, yes, Joel should be the MVP between the three of these contenders. These contenders. Trust the process. I don't, but <laughs> his numbers, his impact, and if you if you saw game one in the playoff, that's the MVP. I know this is regular season, which could be deceptive because, um, you know, back-to-backs, traveling and so forth. But if you're going to tell me the, right now who's the MVP based upon the regular season and even the first round of the playoff, Joel deserves it. He is unstoppable. He, is, he carried a team. And even though he was out with injuries, which I understand why it counts against him, but his impact, a flow. Joker, he was a joke. He had no assists, I think, the playoff. The team, he, at first I was impressed with him, but nah, you can't do this to him. And in the media, you got to stop that. Don't fall in love with somebody and then push and push and push. Please. Joel should be the MVP. Okay. And you're not going to say me that again. Don't worry, I'm still getting that cry emoji. <laughs> I'm a little surprised by that. Um, okay, well, we'll move on to Evan, and then I'll kind of think about what I want to say. So, I mean, I think that if you're talking about the best player, um, the best performance this year, I think the best performance has been in B. But I think it's going to go to Joker. Um because of the consistency issue. And then when Jamal Murray went down, they still maintain, I think they won a 10 game winning streak. So, uh, I mean, I think that the cards are in his favor. Um, even though I think Joel Embiid is a more impactful player uh, on both ends of the court and just a more dominating uh, scorer. But I think that um, Joker's going to win it. If Steph Curry wins, I think, I think Steph Curry being included really has more to do with his performance than it is to do with him being a serious contender. I think the two is between Joel Embiid and Yosef Nurkic. Mm -hmm. Not Nurkic, not Nurkic, uh, Jokic, Jokic. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, they all the same at this point. So. <laughs> I think, um, I think it's kind of ridiculous with Steph because um, it, it, it kind of is like the same thing with Dame. Dame was saying the same thing. Dame looked was like, you know, they said it was, impossible basically because I was an eighth seed and I put up 30, 30 points a game too, but nobody was considering me and Steph don't even make the playoffs and is considered an MVP. Um, you know, that's all about branding. That's all about your name. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't really have too much respect for that one. Um, but between Joker and Embiid bias, okay, I'm like, I, I Phil actually, you know, we know he got a secret crush on the Sixers anyway, y'all. But like he just he just he just proves himself now. Like he 
he talked about how dominant Embiid was and how he watched him every second of the game and his impact and how he carries the team. I mean, your nose is growing. Stop it, Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I didn't, I didn't interject when you were speaking, Bill. I mean, just keep on. <laughs> just about 12 more seconds, bro. That's just, can I get that? So, I mean, I agree with Philly Phil, man. Philly Phil, by the way, is his nickname for us, guys. So I agree with Philly Phil. Um, I think that Embiid could definitely win an MVP. But if they give it to Joker, I'm not mad at all because Joker, he had a great season. He played, like, all the games, too. And his numbers, his stat line was great. So, you know, as much as I want my home team guy to get it, I won't be mad if Joker gets it because it's a regular season award. Yes, and I wanted definitely to clarify that I had to clarify last season. This is not a playoff award. I don't care what he did in game one, two, and round one. It's a regular season award. I am right where Kelvin is. I want Embiid to get it. At the end of the day, I'm all for Black athletes excelling at a high level, and every single time, that's kind of where I'll go, but when you look at Joker's numbers, what he has done for the team, and just he's so consistent. Like, he, he does everything. Everything. Like, he is a different kind of center to me, right? So, I, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if he wins it. I mean, there's definitely arguments for him to win it. And he'll probably win it because, you know, socially, it's easy to swallow for some people, right? But I definitely think Embiid should get it. Embiid worked his tail off this season. And, you know, prior to this season, the only lens I viewed Embiid from was him crying when Toronto um, beat them with that Kawhi shot. But now it's like I can really view him as like this dominant force on the court, right? And so that's kind of where I am with it. Steph Curry, I mean... I'm offended that he's in the conversation, to be honest. I don't care what he did, how he secured the scoring title. It really don't matter. Like, he just shouldn't be there. So that's where I'm at with it. All right, let's move on to Rookie of the Year. And the candidates we have for that, we have Anthony Edwards. Um, We have Tyrese Halliburton. I feel like I never say that name correctly. Is that the right pronunciation okay yeah Halliburton yeah and we have LaMelo Ball and we should let Allen come in because Allen thinks LaMelo is the next Kevin Durant so we would love to hear Allen's take on who should get rookie of the year since his boy is in here now I'm not going to say that he's the next KD but what I will say is that he should definitely get rookie of the year um, he has been consistent since day one. Um, people try to come at him after he scored no points in a particular game at the beginning of the season. But ever since he took the starting role, December, January, he's been pretty much leading all of the rookies in most uh, categories until he got injured. Now, if he doesn't win, it's going to be because of the injury, which I'll be cool with. But we all know like the level of consistent see that he's displayed throughout this season it's it's been him but if Anthony Edwards get it I mean he has he's had a great uh a great season coming on strong especially in the second half of the season um but I just think with him being available uh it'll probably be him but I'm still rooting for my boy LaMelo yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my guy Island, man shout out to Island, one of the best producers on the east coast guys get it right that's facts I'm with Allen because LaMelo had a great year. He played a lot of games, obviously enough to be in the, um, in the, in the top three or the final three, rather. So, you know, his impact on the city, his impact on the, on the Charlotte Hornets was really great. I think he was consistent. Um, I do like Anthony Edwards. I think his upside is really high. But I just want I want LaMelo to win this award, man. I feel like uh, Charlotte was dead, you know what I'm saying? And what he brought back to that city, and he's on SportsCenter every day, I think his impact was tremendous. And I feel like um, as far as the Timberwolves is concerned, 
they're still dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did they do? Like, they, you know, he dumped on a few people, but these guys won nothing. So I feel like Melo's impact and what he did for that city. And, you know, he got, he gave you guys in Charlotte some momentum. And I was, and uh, I was waiting for that for a long time. So, I, I mean, I'll, I'll give my, uh, my nod to Melo, y'all. I definitely agree. LaMelo. For me, impact on winning counts. You can't be rookie of the year, yes, individually. That's great individual stats, which Edward has. But how's that impact on winning? Like Kelvin said, they're still dead. They didn't even make the playoff. They didn't even make the play-in. You know, and great he scored numbers. That just reminded me of Michael Carter-Williams when he was in Philadelphia. They had the, the whole process was the tank. And they said, hey, we're going to make you look good so we could trade you away. And it gave him the ball, gave him the ball. And he had, I think he averaged like 19, 19 and five or something like that. And he won rookie of the year. But what the 76ers that year was still trash. So to me, impact on winning. And you could see that with LaMelo. LaMelo. The other two, Halliburton and Edwards, both their teams have done nothing. At least uh, Halliburton team was close to the playing, but still didn't do anything. LaMelo had the team rocking, had them, as, had them in fourth place before he got hurt. Fourth place, which the Knicks are residing right now. Fourth place. That's the impact he had. So despite he, he missed games, still came back and helped the team. So you got to give it to a, a rookie that has impact, not because he's just a regular rookie. And the disrespect that Emmanuel quickly they have done to him too. But I had to put that there. All I have to say is LaMelo Ball, rookie of the year, impact on winning points, distributing against team around and morale. LaMelo, good job, Mr. Ball, with, your ch- with this son, with all your sons, actually. What more can I say? <laughs> yeah, we I mean it's it's mellow. I mean, um he's been dominant. He did what he needed to do. Um I look forward to seeing how they build. I'm I, I'm actually happy they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, I think they're in a better position. I mean, I guess maybe move one or two picks, but you know, the chance to draft another impact player in, in this draft. So uh hopefully they can and my hope is that they can somehow sneak into the top top three. Uh, just by chance, but obviously they'll probably be um, probably uh, picking at 11 or 12. But hopefully they can continue to put a team around him. Thankfully, MJ, the greatest of all time basketball player, um, has handed the reins over to Mitch Kupchak, and Mitch Kupchak can uh, continue to find and put put talent around that that team so they can build. Uh, And hopefully three or four years they can be uh, real contenders in the East. I agree. I mean, I don't have to add anything. We all know um, where it should go. And um, it's LaMelo for all the reasons the guy stated. No need for me to rehash. Um, All right, let us move on to the next category. So I guess I'll throw out six man of the year. Like we know um, Clarkson won it. And so my question to the guys is, was Clarkson your choice to win it? Or do you think Ingles or Derrick Rose um, should have um, secured that title. I'm not mad. You know, Clarkson, his job is just come off the bench and score. That's all. No distribution, no, no distribution of the ball needed. He's just going to just shoot. <laughs> and that's his job, a high goodman. Uh, I prefer Rose because Rose impact, he distributed the ball, scored, and was a viable and integral part of helping the Knicks rise. But Clarkson team is number one in the quote-unquote harder division. So I'm not mad. So congratulations. But I would prefer Derrick Rose. Well, I think, I think Phil said the best. I mean, he's the sixth man on the number one seeded team in the Western Conference. Um, so I think it's Clarkson's. Uh, it was Clarkson's to lose. Um, and I think D. Rose probably would have got – could have got some more consideration – but he came to the Knicks midseason, right? So maybe uh, if he next year he'll be more seriously in the he will be in the running um, and more seriously contended uh, considered, excuse me, um, as he plays with the Knicks. And I'm gonna go with D Rose. Um, but what's interesting to me, uh, I, I think, is it's the first time I've ever seen 
two players from the same team get consideration for six men of the year with angles and um is it not that's not true and clippers last year clippers last year yeah they oh. had harold and lou shout out to evan and Dion for correcting me um don't edit that i could be wrong too it's all good um so i'm gonna go with um i'm gonna go with d rose still <laughs> i think d rose for sure um, his impact on NY was crazy. You know, shout out to um, Ice Trey, though. Um, my guy, uh, Trey Young, by the Excuse way. Excuse me? Yeah, Ice Trey. I mean, um, he's not in this conversation. I know, I know. Phil dropped somebody named that wasn't in the conversation. So <laughs> I'm just playing my part in this, too. So, anyway, um, yeah, D Rose, man. I like what he did to NY. I like what he did for NY. I like the way they was playing. Um, his impact was crazy. And I just feel like his story is his perseverance, you know, from MVP to a major, major injury, career in the injury for most, and to show his perseverance and come back even for a consideration uh, on a playoff team, even a fourth seed, um, to have the impact that he's having right now. I, I just feel like it was it was storybook stuff. And I think they, they missed the mark with not giving him the uh, sixth man of the year this year. Shout out to Kevin for doing the Philly special. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so I expected Clarkson to win. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, my gosh, how did this happen? But I'm biased. I wanted D-Rose to get it. I think his impact and just kind of transforming some of the mentality of the Knicks, which is hard to do. Um, I felt like he was able to accomplish accomplish that. His impact to me was greater. Obviously, the Knicks don't have a better record than the Jazz, which was the number one overall team in the NBA. But I, I feel like you, you just can't discount what Rose has done and continues to do um, for the Knicks. So my bias is telling me Rose, but I completely understand and I'm not offended um, by Clarkson getting it. Um, I didn't really follow Ingles, so I don't know what he did or didn't do. Um, but yeah. All right, let's move on to most improved player. Um, and the candidates are Michael Porter Jr., um, Jeremy Grant, and Julius Randle from the one and only New York Knicks. And so guys, who is your choice for this? I mean, it's weird. I mean, uh, and I, I hate to agree with Phil. I think I think it's Julius Randle. I mean, granted, I mean he his PPG points per game has not gone up substantially, nothing like that. But you, you saw him transform from a guy who gets stats to a guy leading a franchise to a top four seed in the East. So I mean, I think. Uh, just his impact on the game and the depth of his impact um, has demonstrated why uh, he deserves most approved player. I do think this playoffs will determine whether he is a superstar or not, though. Hmm. I'm going to go next, right? Because I'm going to let Phil, you know, speak his mind at the end. You know, I'm going to do that for you. Do that courtesy, Phil. But I disagree. I disagree with Evan. Um I think Porter Jr. should get the the uh, most improved player. He has averaging seven points last year, seven points a game. This year, he's averaging nineteen points a game. The day he miss like a, a bunch of games last year. I I don't know, but I know he only scored seven during them. So I, I don't know how many games he played, but that should be even more reason to have a higher average. I mean, I, but you got to look at contests, but okay. Okay. Fine. He's, he's averaging 19. Go ahead. Yeah. He averaged 19 point to, points this year. And he's averaging 19 with a team that was what, uh, I guess they were top four, two in the West, um, which is, which is major. That's a, that's a major accomplishment. That's bigger than being top four in, in the East. We, if we all can be honest. So um, I feel like he stepped his game up tremendously and I really feel like Julius, Julius, uh, thanks, thanks, Allen. Again, he played 55 games last year. So that's that's a lot of games. Just only scored seven points a game. 
But I think Julius Randle, that's almost like disrespectful for me because he uh he was averaging what 19 points last year. Now you up to 24. Um Randall's always been that guy. To me, it, it's not so much that he's carrying a franchise like Evan was saying. I feel like what's happening with NY has a big part of having D Rose and Tibbs in the building, changing the culture. So I don't I don't really feel like it was him because he's always been him. Um, I feel like when you bring in the new management, when you bring in the coach of the caliber of, of Tibbs, and when you bring in players, veteran players like D Rose, you kind of change the trajectory of the franchise. So I don't I don't believe that was that he should get that credit for like, you know, carrying the franchise just like that. He played a great season. Um, but he's he's better to me than giving him a most improved award. I feel like you're just giving it to him because you want to give him something. I think Porter really stepped his game up. 12 points different from last year. Go ahead, Phil. I feel like Porter did that on purpose. I feel like people do that on purpose. Like they'll underperform, like, yeah, I just came off an injury and then kill it the next year so they could win this award. But that was, remember, it was Jeremy Grant, you know, was playing his minutes last year. Yeah. Um, that's the other, the other uh, runner up for most improved. He was getting a lot of that Porter minutes. So, and plus, he, I guess he was still trying to get back from that injury, that major injury. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Such a hater. It's sad. It is sad. Very sad to say, you know, not only did he raise his points and his rebounds, right? Raise his points and his rebounds. He also raised his three-point percentage. You know, he was shooting the 20% area. Now he's in the 40s, high mid-40s. You know that he single-handedly closed out games for the Knicks. And his consistency and played every, I think he missed one game maybe, but played almost every single game. Didn't rest, no injury, and top minutes. He's, I think he's the top two or top three minutes in the NBA. No, 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 no. He deserved it because he worked for it. Yes, Porter. When you think about the Nuggets, Porter is a – you think about him, but you, who's the first person? Joker. Second person, um, Murray. Third person. Oh, there you go, Porter. Nope, Aaron, actually. And then you think about Porter, right? It's most improved, Phil. It's most improved. We're not talking well, about MVP. Excuse me. I'm just saying, let me speak. <laughs> let me speak. You, st you started this let interjection for a You started it, Phil. You started Let it, me speak. I'm taking my time. All right? So we have a, a big market team who were considered trash. The player I've seen Julius play last year. I went to the game when he played against the Hornets. And this dude did not deserve nothing. When the Knicks signed him, what everyone thought about him? Oh, my goodness. We, the Knicks struck out on KD. And we got who? Julius Randle. When they drafted Porter, what they were saying? Oh, Porter, he's going to be the man. He, he's going to – everybody passed up on him. So expectation was high. Julius Randle was considered a wash-up. He was a, what, a 12th pick or 7th pick in the NBA? Right? So what was the expectation for him? They got rid of him in Washington – I mean, in Los Angeles. They didn't even want him in New Orleans. He came to the Knicks as a third fiddle. And he had a, a bad year. And the team did not go nowhere last year. We didn't even qualify for the bubble. That's how bad we were. But okay, what Julius has done. Phil. Yes, sir. I, my only I question. I mean, that's, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Only go question ahead. I would have, Phil. Um, uh -huh. Did he, is, how many years did he play for the Knicks? Two. This is his second. Second, his second year. year. Mm -hmm. um, how many years has Tibbs been at the at, in, in New York? This is his first year. Okay. How many years did um, um, Porter play? <laughs> I thought I was asking questions. Okay, you Porter play. Porter play. You get it now. You get it now. Porter play. Yeah, but he, yeah, coaching is is a big part of it. What I'm saying is, what, what, to that. what I'm saying is, and and, and and cut me off when you want anybody. But all I'm saying is, the impact that a city has more to do with the pieces around him than himself. He's always been himself. Impact in I the city? Like, no, he, I'm talking about the impact he, to the team. The impact his impact his rose. His assists rose. Yeah, his assists rose. Everything rose for him. And he'd been in the league, what, 
yeah. four or five years. He had a great year, but I, I oh, I'm gonna stop you right there, Phil. He's been oh. in the league for seven years. Yes, so that's why. Getting getting that's why. Yes, seven years. I talked about this the other day. Correct. So that's why he is. I looked. I looked over. I looked over the course of the last five years. Yes, his numbers. He is the highest number. I'm not even just talking about his numbers. I'm talking about when it comes to the most improved. Uh huh. Lately, most players, when they do receive this award, they're normally about to be in their sixth year. He's in his seventh year, which is very weird. Remember, the bubble kind of offset everything. I so mean, the but, bubble, but, but, the bubble know, pandemic feel, offset. Feel majority majority of the games were played by then. Majority of the games were played by then. Remember, the, the league ended like around March 10th. The league right. normally ends a month later. So you're talking about over about 55 games already being played. Uh-huh. Right? So, like, we can go back to this. Yes, his numbers rose, but overall before, impact on the team. He came to the Knicks and averaged 19.5 a game. Guess, guess how much he was averaging the year before? Above 20 points a game. And what team he was playing for? The Pelicans, but guess what? Okay. If you look at and the who was the focus? Who's the no, focus no, 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 no. Because then the ball then was in his hand. Make, I'm about to make another point, Go right? Ahead. Uh-huh. So, so the fact that he was playing in New Orleans, he was still putting up the same kind of numbers that he is right now. He but just they didn't impact hard. winning. Well, they never look at winning. They never look at winning as NBA's most improved. It's an individual award. Yeah, and and <laughs> Phil, you have to understand too. Like I kind of get what um kelvin was saying because when you take the fact that it hasn't been a big increase in numbers and you're talking about this winning culture i don't think you can make this argument without acknowledging that we got tibbs rose came in and so when you start talking about culture shifting we can't really say with a straight face we can't really say that you know, the five points that Randall increases average to this season is the reason why now the Knicks are like, you know, front runners in the top half of the East. Yeah. I don't, yeah. that's I'm, I, all I'm I saying agree with you, but that here's argument the thing. is hard to make. Here's the thing. Here's the numbers no, where Deion, the five points comes from is a three-point percentage. Because he has added and is a consistent three-point shooter, that expands. That has made him a, a double team threat. I mean, uh, they have to double team him. And guess what? The ball moves out of his hand. Well, my final argument is this. If you take Randall off the Knicks and if you take Porter off the Nuggets, what will happen to the Knicks? Will the Knicks be where they are? And will the Nuggets still be around where they are? But, but that's the MVP argument. I think, that, I think that's what yeah. the MVP argument yeah. um, MVP, most improved. All the thing he has. They are not synonymous. They are in my eyes. Stop no, hating. No, no, it is. They're not synonymous. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Most, most valuable player is a player that has such value to literally impact. They both have most valuable, most impact to impact a team's ability to win and be successful. Most improved player is an individual award that says, hey, you were like average last year, but you're really good this year. Like you, you're averaging 10 more points than you did the year before. That is like an individual accolade. So they are not the same. It is not synonymous. It's My almost like putting Luca back into the most improved last year when he really should have been in the MVP votes. That's really what is what is like technically. That's I a good. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good. I understand one. your um, argument, but here's the thing: his what makes him remarkable really is something that was unheard. Nobody raised their three point percentage from twenty nine something to in the forties within a year. That never happened. We keep talking about three point percentage, yo. And is that yeah. like? It is. What kind of league we play in now? Everything is a three point. Look at the Bucks. I have seen KD raise his three point percentage in the first half and second half. Like, come on, son. Like, we are not going to get so. You know, Evans didn't make his point yet. Sorry, Evans. I was first one. I I, I said Julius Randle because I think his impact has grown. I think Kelvin has made a very convincing argument. Um, Um, but I mean, I think you know, either way, uh, my feeling is that more than likely, 
the sauce is going to go towards uh, Julius Randle still. Yeah. I think the league wants to get it to him. Exactly. I agree. Exactly. I, agree with I, that think, too. I think Randall gets it. Um, but I can, I wouldn't lose sleep if, if, you know, Michael Porter gets it. Right. So that's just kind of what it is. All right. Let's move on really quickly to defensive player of the year. Then we're going to end off the conversation with coach of the year. So the DPOY candidates, you have Rudy Gobert. Um, Draymond Green, remember, he's the best defender to ever play this game, and Ben Simmons. So who do you guys think should secure that? Evan, you're going to have to go last on this, and we'll put Phil in the middle because he's going to make some irrelevant point. <laughs> we're going to put him in the middle, all right? So listen, this is a no-brainer. The only person I see on this list that legitimately can guard the one through the five is Benjamin Simmons. I feel like the Australian assassin, um, I don't think anybody ever called him that before. Um, so I might retract that by the way. Uh, but I feel like Ben Simmons has proven his impact on the defensive end is at an all time high level. 6'11", uh, cat-like cat reflexes. Um, this guy is all over the floor can't make a jump shot to save his life, but still has crazy impact on the floor. He messes up a game uh, for anybody's team, you know, can switch on any pick and roll in the world. This guy's deflections, on the ball defender, a weak side defender, um, you name it. And that's just not me just saying it because I'm a Sixers fan, but just watching him, you know, as mad as I am about his scoring, you know, what he does on the defensive end makes me, you know, kind of like look past the, his lack of impact on the offensive end because he's so great at it. So I would definitely give it to Ben Simmons. Rudy Gobert is just sitting in the lane waiting to get a block. Uh, Draymond is just yelling at the refs, trying to tell everybody how good he is. Fake Dennis Rodman. So I'm not going with that. I'm going to go with Ben Simmons all the way. Right. And, and I'm going to jump in here behind Kelvin because y'all know I'm going to pick Ben Simmons. Y'all know I'm not a 76ers fan, but I've been rooting for this guy. The guys can tell you since day number one. So it's easy for me. There's no one else, period. I'm going to say the French men. Wee, wee, wee. For the simple fact that wee, 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 mon frère. Number one, his team is number one. He plays a valuable piece for his team. Um, being the number one seed, while he have shooters around, he has to. His job is to guard the paint. He's not asked to shoot, or required to shoot, just to put backs, dunks, and basic. Nobody's crying to write articles. He needs to learn to shoot a three pointer. He is a traditional big man that's still feasible and still able to do his job. So I'm not giving nothing else to the 76ers. Ben, thank you. Yeah, you do it here and there, but guess what? Your impact is not as great as the French big big um, impact. So Rudy Gobert, get your get your second back to back. Thank you. Wow, what a special take. What I would say is that uh, one, I think Ben Benjamin Simmons said it best. Benjamin David Simmons said it best. He said, "I scored forty on him, and I'm not even a scorer." And then his partner came at the next game and put uh, put 30 plus on Rudy Gobert's head. I've seen more people give Rudy Gobert the business. And I mean, I, this is, he's, his name is in the award just because of the politics because he used to be in it. He has not deserved it this year. Number two, Ben Simmons has been so elite defensive this year. I mean, I've seen him in the second half lock down Harden. I've seen him make make people like Kyrie work. I've seen him shut Luka Doncic down. I mean, he made Luka want to fight. So, you know, Ben Simmons also put Bill in prison. Bill got his, but he had to work every which way to get his. So, I mean, I think it's Benjamin Simmons. And if you don't, if you don't vote for Benjamin Simmons, you're racist. That is facts. Like, you have to give an award <laughs> to Ben. He can guard everyone 
And for a man that can guard in the perimeter and not be able to shoot a three-point shot, like that's amazing to me. Like Ben deserves it. I'm sorry. Like he's, he's just that guy for me. All right. And let us close this segment up and talk about coach of the year. We have Monty from Phoenix. We have Quinn Snyder from the jazz and we have coach Tibbs from the one and only New York. So I'm going to start with Evan this time. I want Phil to end this off. We're going to put Kelvin right in the middle. Uh, I mean, hmm. This is a tough one. Um, it's tough because I want to give it to Monty, but you can't ignore the fact that he got CB3 this offseason. Um, and so I think I think I think you have to go Tibbs way this this this, this go around. I think you have to go Tibbs because I mean the Knicks were so bad, Dion and Phil both gave up on them. And then circle back. First of all, first of all, Dion never gave Facts. up. Dion never gave up on the. Yeah, say yelling, Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn Listen, in the house. Dion oh yeah, is from Brooklyn, so but never gave up on the Knicks. But continue, Evan. <laughs> so I mean, they were they were really bad. So I feel as if, um, you know, what Tibbs was able to do, uh, turning around uh, the Knicks. Um, was very impressive, and he got them playing elite defense. I mean, I remember watching them play against the Nets um, the sh- where Julius Randle got stripped on that uh, three and tried to fight the ref afterwards. But they had no business even being in position to get that three, but they locked down defensively. And and so, I mean, what Tibbs has done is is nothing short of amazing. So you got to give it to Tibbs. Uh, uh, we've seen a modern miracle. The dead have come to life. Well, Dag, I mean... You had to go that far with this? Jeez. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, what am I going to say? Coach of the year. Hmm. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. So, I'm going to be honest with myself and go with Tibbs, too. I'm going to go with Tibbs. It's a, it's, it is amazing to get those bums to jail like he did. Okay, um, y'all. What, what I do? Hold on, tell me. What did I do? What I said so disrespectful. Y'all so disrespectful. I'm just saying, man. These dudes, with a regular coach, these guys is 10th seed in the East. You know what I'm saying? Without the culture shift, getting these guys to buy in, to win an attitude, and, and playing so hard on the defensive end. Um, man, I got to be honest, man. Like, he did a great job. I like Monty, but like Evan said, I think he made a really good point. CP3 is another coach on the floor. It's proven wherever CP3 goes, the impact on that team changes drastically. So I have to give it to Tibbs, man. Shout out to New York for, for picking up Tibbs. We were all question. I was questionable on him. I think Phil was the most on board um, with him. I'm going to say that. So, you know, the Knicks had um, – you know, Dion and Phil jumping ship, man. So, and before the season started. So, first you know, this thing. Oh, <laughs> go ahead, Dion. <laughs> first of all, for our listeners, and we have had to defend this all year. Okay, Phil and I, we are from New York City. We grew up in New York. We have been Knicks fans forever. Matter of fact, I knew Phil since I was like 10 or something like that. Okay, we have been Knicks fans forever. What happened is that out of the blue, the Nets come from New Jersey and they come to Brooklyn, right? They didn't go to the Bronx. They didn't go to Queens. They came to Brooklyn, which is our hometown, okay? Brooklynites are very loyal to people and teams and organizations that are based in Brooklyn. And so we made it very, very clear while we are still Knicks fans and we are still rooting for the Knicks, which I have publicly done on my page all season, we will also be rooting for the Brooklyn Nets, which is now nestled in our hometown. That coupled with the fact that my favorite player, Kevin Durant, just somehow happened to come to Brooklyn. 
So that was basically God showing me that I had no choice in this matter and that I had to root for both New York teams, which I can legitimately root for. They're in my city, right? So that's just what happened. Go ahead, Phil. Excellent, lawyer. Thank you. The, the verdict will be granted on your side. <laughs> Thank you, Dion. You, Dion is a lawyer a lawyer by trade. So she does her job perfectly. So like I say, and if y'all want really hear, I'm going to shorten this. My rant, why tips should be coach of the year. Check the episode, the bonus episode. And I think I spoke for like 30 minutes straight. So I'm not going to bore you. And all the um, evidence that the team has given is the same points I've given. We cannot ignore the fact that the Knicks were dead. Yes, I was embarrassed to call myself a Knicks fan. Tibbs came in, turned around, and I didn't trust that at first. But he turned it around. A historical franchise team. You have NBA players quoting, tweeting that the Knicks have turned it around. What more do you need to say? Yes, CP3, and like I stated in my rant, how many stars is on the Knicks? One, right? Superstars, we say zero. Phoenix has how many? They have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, right? Future, future star or all-star Aiden, and the list goes on. And who, who's the other guy? The other coach is Snyder. He have, <laughs> he have a bunch of three-point shooting team and they don't look good this playoff but you could depend upon the Knicks what Thibodeau has done hands down let's listen to the rant the bonus episode for the full extent my soliloquy on the matter I'm saying Thibodeau is the coach of the year improve have taken in um Randall has made him a star has improved um RJ Barrett made him look like a worthy number three pick and he has taken quickly and um Obi Toppin he has taken roles from you know from with him, he has taken a group of guys who's not considered a star, superstar, studded team, but guys who work hard. He has done that. The culture, the evidence, people have coming back. People have really appreciate this team. And he has everyone around the league talking about this team. So who else but Thibodeau? So that's all I have to say in a short soliloquy. Thank you. Um, playoffs? No. <laughs> We're talking uh? about playoffs, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and I'll just end it off like this. There is this legal term in the law I learned in law school over a decade ago called re ispa locator. That basically means the thing speaks for itself. Coach Tibbs, I don't have to give you an explanation. You know what it is. There's no one else. So Coach Tibbs shall be coach of the year. He better be. If he's not, I'm flipping this whole table over. All right? So, I mean, as clear as day, the guys made it clear. It is what it is. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>